Hi, this is Kevin Purcell. I'm the pastor at High Peak Baptist Church, and you're listening to Sermons at High Peak. I'm sure you have heard the phrase, man's inhumanity to man. It's often used to describe the way people can treat one another with such devastating, horrible ways, taking life without thinking about it as if it's worthless or nothing. That phrase came from a poem in the 1700s. It's the idea of people being inhuman or inhumane to one another. As I think about that, I think about our history as human beings. You can go throughout world history and you see man's inhumanity to man repeated over and over and over again. In the Bible, you see the story of the enslavement of the Israelites in Egypt and how inhumane that got, so much so that they cried out to God for deliverance. More recently in European history, we see things like the the Spanish Inquisition where they went around the world seeming to claim that they were doing it for God and for the church, but they were really just doing it for their own greed and threatening, if you don't convert to Christianity, we'll kill you. Very much like extremist Muslims do today in many parts of the world. You think about the Atlantic slave trade where people were bought in Egypt, or in in Africa rather, and transported across the Atlantic Ocean to Europe and to North America, especially the United States. More recently, you know, in the last century, there were two attempts to exterminate God's chosen people, the Jews. We hear all about Hitler because he was our enemy in World War II, but we don't hear a lot about Stalin who probably killed far more Jews in Russia and then later in Poland and other places. And even more recent than that, during the Vietnam crisis where Cambodia and Pol Pot was, uh, and the Khmer Rouge were killing people in mass. It still goes on in Africa and Rwanda and in South America and goes on down at our border where drug lords and the MSN 13 gang members are, are just so cruel and wicked and inhumane. But you know, when you add all of those more recent things up, for example, World War II and the travesties in Africa, When you add all of that up, it doesn't even come close to the nearly 61 million babies who have been murdered since abortion was legalized in 1972. I think that might be the greatest holocaust in human history in one nation. And then you add to that the worldwide horror of abortion. And it's just plain evil. We've been talking about choices from the book of Proverbs. And I'm going to take a little bit of a break from that today, but really it's not because today we're going to talk about choose life. It's the best thing you can ever do. Choose life. Now I realize that today I'm talking to a a number of different kinds of people. I'm talking to people who, you know, like me have thought about this and have come to the conclusion that this is an evil practice and that it violates the scriptures and it should be stopped. I also know that I've probably got people in the audience today who agree with that. It's wrong. And they themselves would never do that. They would try to stop their children from ever doing that. But yet they think about it and they think, well, but should it really be illegal? Is it right for me to impress my moral beliefs on other people? And then I'm sure that I've got some people here today who you've never really thought that much about it. When you hear abortion, you just think, oh, that's something that happens to other people. I don't have to worry about that. It's not got anything to do with me. And so you just don't like to think about it. Well, I want to address all three and maybe others. And I want us to think about the idea. 
Now, if you look up in your Bible, concordance, you know, one of those lists of all the words in the Bible, and find out all the passages where they show up, and you just look for the word abortion, it's not there. It's just not there. And so people say that and they think, well, that means the Bible is silent. And so therefore it must be amoral. In other words, not immoral as in sinful or not moral as in good, but just, you know, it's in between. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I want us to see about the sin of abortion. Abortion is a sin. Number one, because it always destroys a human life. Every time an abortion is committed, a human life is destroyed, snuffed out wiped off the face of this earth. If you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, and I'm going to be going through a bunch of different scriptures, but uh, you can follow along with me. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, and we're going to go to Psalms and Proverbs and a few other places today. But this is the creation story where God inspired Moses to write down why and how he created the world. And this verse, chapter 1 verse 27, is a bit about the why. Why did he make us? In verse 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. What is that saying about God and his image? In other words, it's saying he made people to be like God. Not that we're all powerful and we can make things, but that we are like him in that we are meant to be in relationship and to love one another. And we are also meant to bring glory and honor to him. That's our whole purpose of existence is to bring glory and honor to God. We are God's trophies on the mantle place. Uh, we are his uh, uh, blue ribbon that we wear on our chest or, or we are that beautiful uh, macaroni drawing <laughs> that you put on your refrigerator that your children made. That's who we are. And God is proud of his creation and he loves his creation. And that creation begins at the moment of conception. Sin, however, has tarnished creation because of the sins of Adam and Eve that began it. And every one of us ever since, except for one person, has repeated that mistake of sin. But God created us to be his glory on the face of this earth. But then you jump over to Psalm chapter 139, verse 13, and look what it says. It says, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God began creating you the moment you were placed in your mother's womb. When did that happen? The moment that two DNA came together and formed a unique, separate human being. At the moment of conception, we say that is. At the very moment where the two came together, within instances after that first event, you became a unique human being with DNA all unto your own. And that human development was guided by the hand of God from the very beginning, from the instance that I became my own unique DNA strand, God was working to develop me into who I became on the day of my birth on October 17th, 1969. That's not my birthday. That's the day I came out and I was seen visibly by my mom and dad for the first time. But my real birthday happened some nine or so months before that. That's when God made me. That's when he put me down in the record of heaven as a human being. He knew I would come before that. God had a plan for me from the beginning of time, but he knew it happened. That moment it happened in my mother's womb. The Bible's clear about this. 
So then anytime that being is snuffed out, it's the death of a human being. Now we know sometimes that's through natural causes and what a tragedy that is. Isn't it sad that there are people who want to give birth who can't, while at the very same moment there are people who can give birth and don't want to and destroy that life. If only there was some process where we could get those two kinds of people together and they could plan to bring that child into the world loved. I don't know, you have something like that that you, yeah, she just mentioned it called adoption. Choose life. Now I want to tell you a little story. I, last week I went to Walmart and uh, while I was at Walmart, you know, I was picking up some more golf balls and I went by and I was walking through Walmart and uh, I happened to go by the candy section and there's all that Easter candy and it was particularly hard to just walk on by, but I did until I stopped and I saw there was a mother and I looked and I saw down that candy aisle, a mother with a young girl, probably three, four years old, something like that. And I saw that little girl reach up and grab a bag of candy and she started to open it right there in Walmart. And she started to take candy out and put it in her mouth. Now the mother at that point is when she first noticed it. And when she saw that, she reached in her uh, shopping cart and she found a baseball bat that she was buying for her husband. And she pulled that baseball bat and just started hitting that little girl on top of the head. And I looked at that and I said, boy, those baseball bats sure are effective. It's amazing how well they'll do in a situation like that. I might have to get one for that purpose. And then I left and I walked on by. Now, some of you are sort of laughing because you know that story is not true. And some of you, though, are looking at me like, what kind of monster are you? What kind of horrible, terrible person are you? After all, what would you do in that same exact circumstance? Well, I know what I would really do if I was in that circumstance. I'd walk up and I would grab that bat from that woman and I'd say, stop. Now, I don't know what the next thing that would happen would happen, but I know, I don't have any doubt about it, that I would stop it. At the very least, I would go find an authority in that Walmart and tell them to come and save that little girl. I would make certain that if I could in any possible way protect that child being killed, which is what she would end up being if that was really happening. At the very least, she would be harmed so badly that her whole life would be different. Now, let me ask you this question. What's the difference between a three and four year old or a baby who's in the womb for three to four weeks or three to four months? You see, a lot of people say, well, abortion is wrong. I get it. And so I'm never going to do one. And I'm going to teach my children to not have one. And I would really, really fight against my grandchild from having one. But you know what? It's not my business. It's their business. I say to this, it's the exact same thing as what I described me doing in the Walmart. We cannot stand by idly. We need to fight against this evil. It's an evil practice and it needs to end. You've been listening to Sermons at High Peak with Dr. Kevin Purcell, the pastor of High Peak Baptist Church. To find out more about our church, please go to highpeakchurch.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter using the same name, High Peak Church. Thanks for listening.